Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hi there, my name is Carl Socker. I'm one of the Speech Pathology Australia New South Wales CPD committee members. It is with great pleasure I introduce to you Dr. Cheryl Andrews. Cheryl is a private practitioner who has worked mostly in the field of stuttering for most of her professional career. She is one of the most experienced clinicians I know of in stuttering and we are so lucky to have her presenting this workshop in a topic I know many clinicians struggle with, school-aged stuttering. Cheryl also completed her PhD in this area. Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to record this podcast for us today. I think a good place to start would be with an overview of the information presented in the workshop. Thanks, Carl. Um, In the workshop, I'll be training clinicians on how to use syllable time speech in a hybrid program with um, school-aged children who stutter. Throughout that workshop, we'll also be discussing applications to preschoolers. Mm -hmm. Um, We, um, in detail, I'll be looking at assessment procedures, which will relate to all ages of people who stutter. However, specifically, um, finding out case history details, previous treatment, the child's response to their stutter, the child's response to previous treatment, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. informs us dramatically on which um, therapy to choose from, because fortunately in Australia we have um, clinical research that indicates several, gives us several options of um, what to choose to use with children who stutter. Um, And uh, the training specifically involves how to do STS or syllable time speech. And there is, like in most cases, there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that. And we do spend time on that. We also will break the uh, participants up into small groups and they can practice that. Um, In New South Wales, I've mentored uh, three or four people that are very proficient at the technique and they will help me run those small groups so that people can get that have not done, used it before or used it before and are not sure they're doing it correctly will get some um, input in how to do it maybe take away some of the concerns they have about the way to do it or the or the wrong way to do it the correct way to mm-hmm. do it so we'll be practicing that um, we'll be um, evaluating cases that where we have used this treatment with and looking at videos. The workshop is about training individual clinicians on how to conduct a syllable time speech treatment program which involves contingencies as well. Cheryl, what is syllable time speech? It's um, treatment that's been around for decades. It was used with adults in the 40s and 50s in in a situation in a lab with a metronome and it was discarded because it didn't transfer past the lab situation. But it fascinated me because I found children coming into my clinic using it without any prompts because it was effective. 
in getting rid of the stutter or in controlling the stutter. Also, Ann Packman's information on the V model was very informative as to why this particular technique could work. So what we did was we looked at um, how it went wrong in those experiments in the 40s and 50s and all what we've learned an awful lot from the Lidcom program how to use it with families um, how to train a parent so I use a lot of those essential aspects of the Lidcom program parent training mm-hmm. and um, conversational speech at all times mm-hmm. with with preschoolers and school-age kids in particular and um, and developed the syllable time speech from there okay how is the syllable time speech program that you developed different to what was existing in that old literature? Well, it was very programmed. They had to speak to a metronome. Oh, okay. It's really interesting stuff if you read it. But what happened with them is they were working with adults. Adults often block. And it was ineffective mm. with adults who block in terms of um, getting past the lab environment to the real environment and that is something that I've taken into consideration in all that I do mm-hmm. um, I have found too that if the child is predominantly blocking in terms of their speech pattern or their stuttering pattern STS can be ineffective mm-hmm. so we'll be discussing that too when to choose it so actually that was going to be my next question so when do you decide is it yeah. just school-aged children that you'll use this approach with? When do you choose or decide to use this approach versus a Lidcom approach? Okay, we'll be discussing that yeah. extensively because um, Lidcom program is something we all know about in Australia and it is an extremely effective program. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously one of the reasons why this was developed was that I was getting kids in the clinic who had had previous Lidcom program that was... Mm-hmm. no longer effective okay. they had become intractable to it so I felt we needed something different and in this case probably more powerful because it's a technique that controls stuttering yeah. unlike the Lidcom program so um, that's one group that I would do it with with kids who had had previous treatment and um, it had been ineffective mm-hmm. The other group will be kids who have had no treatment but have a moderate to severe stutter. Mm-hmm. And this is in the school age group. Mm-hmm. Different with preschoolers. And we'll be, that will be discussed on and off throughout the program, or throughout the workshop, pardon me. And um, we will also put aside some time at the very end in problem solving about that question too, because I know it's a big one. Mm. Um, the preschool STS research has been out a lot longer than the school age, and it's called the Westmead program. And we need to talk about what that program found out and how we use it clinically. Okay. So your workshop is specifically about STS in the school age population, but there's a STS program for preschoolers as well. Yes. Is there called Westmead program? Yeah, there okay. is. And that's not the workshop itself. That mm-hmm. will be just on discussions on the side, mm-hmm. in discussions on the side. Inevitably, those questions come up. Okay. I'm really interested in if clinicians want to learn about this approach and couldn't make the workshop, how do they go about 
getting the right support or learning to use this approach effectively? Is it, do they start with the research? Do they, do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, like any complex program, the uh, research is very limited. Mm -hmm. So in particular, when learning to do it correctly, there's all kinds of things we may need to discuss potentially about using this program in a mentoring program. Um, we could maybe produce examples uh, or a, a, an online workshop mm -hmm. that people could take on. Who knows what the future holds, but I do know that, that you need more than just the paper. Yeah. The paper are the, is the bare bones, and they found that out with the Lidcom too. They found okay. that they got much better results after clients or clinicians had attended a workshop because you could discuss the nuances of the program and the individual adaptations of the program. Well, syllable time speech is no different. Okay. It needs that too. Okay. So your recommendation to clinicians wanting to use this method would be that they somehow get some training. Yes. Or mentoring. Mentoring in some yeah. way. And, and hopefully this is the beginning. I know I've presented this workshop to the North Shore clinicians and the Western Sydney clinicians. So in Sydney, there's been more benefit with mm -hmm. workshopping. Um, hopefully that this, will, this workshop will be beneficial to other people in other states. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, and then once people get really comfortable with it, they can become mentors as well once okay. they build up their experience. Yeah. I do want to say too that it is not pure SDS. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important to me. For years, all around the world, people have talked about hybrid programs. And whenever we've done our clinical research, we've only done research on a, an individual program, ACA Lidcom program. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't working. That particular approach was not working with school age kids. Okay. And so I felt like, well, let's, let's, look at a hybrid program, a program that uses STS to instate fluency and then contingencies to reinforce fluency okay. and to teach the client to use self-imposed controls mm -hmm. when necessary by the, at the end of the treatment. So this is all about that program. Yeah. I know I've used um, this approach before under the guidance of your mentoring. And yeah, it's been a very effective approach for school-aged children, particularly the ones that have had Lithgum in the past and it just didn't work for these kids. Sure, I think a good way to finish off this chat would be just something about the research behind this program. So, so maybe the main findings of your research that you did. The, um, the research involves five studies, three by Tchaikovsky uh, with with preschoolers and I do call upon that information as I um, as I present but also um, I called upon that information when I developed the school age version of the program so it's it's worth quoting those um, the two that I did myself and that were specifically for school age kids uh, one was published in 2012 and it was in the language speech and hearing services in schools mm -hmm. And then the second one um, was a phase two trial of syllable time speech with school-age kids, and it was published in 2016 in the Journal of Fluency Disorders. But what's interesting about those two is that the first program I used, Pure STS, mm. and um, it was no surprise. The kids got better, and then over time, 
gradually started getting worse. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty powerful information. And so that's when I went with the hybrid version of the program, and that's the second paper. So mm -hmm. it was a journey, and, um, and we learned a lot by doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I'm happy to present the program that worked. And just clarify one last time for people what you mean by you went from pure SDS to a hybrid approach. Okay. Um, S pure SDS is when you use syllable time speech right up into a maintenance program. So stage one is getting them fluent and stage two is keeping them fluent. That's the maintenance program. And what happened in the first study was kids would get down to zeros and ones, but they weren't able to sustain it. Whether they were in maintenance when they did that or whether it happened even before they got into maintenance, mm -hmm. it started increasing. So um, it, with the second study, we introduce contingencies at a certain point mm. in the treatment. That can be, you can read about that mm. in the article. However, I've been doing it many years since then and we'll be able to present individual cases as to when it was best to introduce the contingencies, how soon or how long we do pure SCS. Excellent. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, that's going to be really wonderful information for us clinicians in a topic I know a lot of us do, can struggle with, uh, school-age fluency issues. So thank you so much for your time, and it's been a real privilege. Me too. Thank, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening, and bye for now.